Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast. We'd like to thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to listen to what God is doing here in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. We hope today's message will be encouraging and uplifting to you. To learn more about Simple Church, maybe you'd like to be our guest for a service, please visit our website at www.simplechurchohio.com. There you'll find more information about us, location, service times, and even online giving opportunities. And now, here's today's message. Well, if you're curious about what we ate, I won't announce it up here, but Facebook for me, and then you can look through the pictures and see what we ate. I would venture to say that we ate the oddest food of anybody in here. It was yummy. Did everybody go shopping yesterday? What is today? Sunday. Everybody go shopping Friday? Who did? By a show of hands, who went out shopping Friday? Whack job. Whack job. <laughs> you people are nuts. How bad do you need that stuff? It's, it's the new shiny stuff. We, we have this craving uh, to chase after the shiny, right? You know what I'm talking about, the shiny? The shiny is like the new iPhones. That's, that's the shiny. Who, who got the new iPhone like a week after it came out? We waited at least three weeks. But that's, that's, that's shiny, right? As a photog- I'm, I'm a photographer, and, and when, when new lenses came out or new programs came out, we, you know, we just ditched. We ditched the old that was working really well. My iPhone 4S was working great. But you know the six, the six is shiny. Yeah, I'm, ch- I'm chasing after, I'm chasing after the shiny. Um, it's the shiny. I, I believe that 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 can be a challenge for us. That we chase after, we're living a life chasing after the shiny. Where I think scripturally, I think I think what, what God has for us is that we actually live a life of shiny. And and we'll we'll look at what that means. Pop up the verse for me, please. So I'm going back to more of a, tradi- a traditional sermon. If you don't know me, normally what I do is if I ask questions, I expect you to answer, and, and normally I have a whole bunch of questions that I throw out there to, for you to answer. If you hear a question, please feel free to answer it. It's okay. Um, if I step up close enough, I can actually see everybody. If I step back here, you're all going. But if you hear a question, don't hesitate to shoot, shoot out uh, a response. So this is out of Matthew 5, 14 through 16. This is the verses that we're going to be looking at today. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. I love Sylvia. Scripturally, we are the shiny. We're, we're, we're this light and we're, and we're called to live a life of shining. Have you guys ever met somebody that just like exudes Christ? That it's you, you, you walk up to them and you're talking to them or you're, or you're seeing how they live and it's just like, like cow, it's pouring off of them. It's pouring off of them. Uh, they, that they be, behaved and responded to the people and the situations around them. This is, we've been called to be that shiny, that, that it's supposed to, to be pouring right off of us. And as we walk through this holiday season, we wrestle with chasing after the shiny stuff. I want to present to you, encourage you in knowing that, that, it's, that it's we that are the shiny. And that we can live this life of shiny. First thing I want to look at this morning is, who is the maker of the shiny? What is it and where does it come from? There is a part of me that wrestles with this concept that I need to make more shine. I need to make more light. That, that, that I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to work at it to to bring more life into my life. 
And, and you know, if we look at this verse, it says, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. It's like, wow, I need, I need to work harder at, at being more shiny. I need to figure out how to manufacture it, that it's solely on me to be brighter. But, but we have to have a right perspective to this. We have to have a right perspective to this. Uh, I want to suggest from these verses here and verses elsewhere that, that what we are is, is not necessarily the light. We're the lamp. We're the lamp that holds the light, and it's the light that shines through us. In John 8, 12, it says, Jesus speaking again. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus Christ is the light. Jesus Christ is the light. And, and like a lamp, he lights us up. He is the shiny of shinies. And following him, accepting him as Lord and Savior, remaining in him is having and being the light. There's a huge relief here. Take, take relief in this. That, that sometimes, you know, as a Christian, we think that, man, I've got to work so hard to shine the way that Jesus wants me to shine. That I've got to, I've got to work so hard to, to, to be this bright light. But, but it's him. It's him who's done all the work in us. And it's him that's, that's shining through us. Like a lamp, he has lit us up. We are the vessel and we, we, we reflect the light of Christ. He is the maker and, and we are the lamp. Now, now, just because we're the lamp and he's the maker doesn't mean that we have some sort of work to do. You know, those people that we were talking about, the people that just kind of have, have Christ pouring out of them, there is a reason that Christ is pouring out of them. It's because they're full of him. They're, they're full of him. And, and it just can't help but exploding on out. You know, two week, the, this last month we've been going through the parental the parenting boot camp and, and, you know, a response, uh, you know, one of my key responses to a lot of those questions and how it is that we respond to our kids or how is that we get our ch- kids to change is like, well, we need to change. And, and it's, and this is, this is how it happens. Jesus Christ coming inside of us. Um, and we stoke the fires to, to keep that light, to keep that light burning in us. We've, we've got to be in scripture. We've got to be in community. We've got to be in fellowship. We've got to be in worship. That, that these, these are, this is, this is how that light just keeps on booming. How, how do you guys respond to worship on Sunday mornings? Uh, you know, Sylvia's the one that lets it all out. She's exploding. But, but even, even me and my conservative ways over there, it's just, ah, uh, you can, you can feel it burning up in you, right? And, and when we remove ourselves, from those aspects of, of that relationship with Jesus Christ, that light just kind of. And then we're not, we're not overflowing. We're not booming out. We're going to come back to that aspect. But, but remember that, that, that Jesus Christ is the light. He is, he's, he is the light. God the Father places that light inside of us and, and, and feeding on that, we, we burn it out around us. The placement of the shiny. This one's, this one's, this one's uh, significant. Culture today um, can influence as to where it is we let the light out. 
right? That uh, the, the world around us can, can cause us to be cautious or, or scared to actually shine, be it in, in service or in, in words and actions that, that, uh, that culture dictates that, you know, it just happens at church. This can't happen at your work. This can't happen at school. We've got a whole bunch of rules. Squash it down. Shine that light in your own little communities. Shine that, shine that light right here. And, and from a church perspective, I think we can, we can also do the same thing. That, that, we can, that we can say, well, you know, the placement of the shiny, where this lamp gets placed, you know, it's, it's kind of be in, in some significant locations. We go to Nicaragua. And, and when we go to Nicaragua, there's, you know, we got 40, 50 people that are working together, burning bright with the light of Christ. It's just like this awesome moment. But then the other 51 weeks of the year, we can just like pop a bowl and say, you know, I'm just going to save that from when we go to Nicaragua. And that's a good place for it. Sunday morning is a great place for the light of Christ to be booming out of us because, because it's booming out of Kelly. She's, she, and the team up here, they're, they're just exploding with the light, and this is where that light should be. It is. But then the rest of the week, we pop a bowl on top of it. We have these events coming up for, for the Christmas things, and they are awesome events, awesome places for you to let the, line sh- the light shine out. Be that shiny. But if we relegate still just to the events, then we've missed, then we've missed what, what, what God is looking for as far as placement. Where have you been placed? Where have you been placed? That's a real question. Where have you been placed? Think about it. Where have you been placed? As the, as the light of Christ, as the, the as living a life of shining, where have you been placed? Simple church. Work. Work. Families. Families at home. Where's that? Summer house. Yep, summer house. <laughs> Grocery store. School. These are not silly. These are not silly answers. You've been placed at, at the doctor's office as you're waiting for an appointment. You've been placed at the, in the in the shopping aisle at Kroger when you're doing your groceries. You've been placed at a at a stoplight as you're driving down the road. Where have you been placed? If if you if you if you limit your placement, if you say, okay, God's got these specific places, you might be angry with where you're placed. You know, work work may suck. I hate work. I hate going to work. I don't work. I hate going to work. This is all just hypothetical. I hate going to work. I'm not going to be a shining light there because, you know, these people just tick me off. This is bold. You know, we're, we're saying uh, a couple of things. That we're saying, well, God, you don't know what you're doing in placing me where I am. That's a, that's a, sharp, that's a sharp commentary, isn't it? God, you don't know what you're doing by placing me where I am. But there's no opportunity here. What, why am I here? Who likes to say God's a fool? No hands. Amen. We've, we've all been placed somewhere specific. Some people get placed in Nicaragua. Some people get placed up here on stage. Everybody is somewhere. Everybody is somewhere. 
And right where you are is where you have been placed to shine the light. You are the light of the world. The town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand so they can light the whole house. God's not got you in his back pocket saying, okay, I'm going to ready for the, the right time sometime next year and the next five years to make, to make him a shining light. He has got you somewhere now. He has got you somewhere now. People are watching you. People are watching you. Some intentionally, some not. But, but that placement, God has a purpose. And, and, you, and you have to like intentionally, purposefully look for the opportunities that are there. You have to look for it. You're here for a reason. You're here somewhere for a reason. This morning you're here sitting. But when you walk out this door, that's where you shine the light. Anywhere and everywhere, prayerfully look for the opportunities to, to, to see what it is that God has for you. He has placed you specifically. The purpose of the shiny. What is, what is the purpose? Okay, that, was not a rhetor- that was a rhetorical question. Um, there's, I, I think there are three purposes. When, when we're looking at uh, Jesus saying, instead they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house, I think there are three groups of, uh, of people that that is focusing on. First is, is for believers. I think it's for believers. When we gather here together in worship and celebration and prayer and hearing the word, I believe that is, that is the life, the, the light just kind of burning together, that we all feed off of each other. That God has got his spirit moving in and around and, and you might come in here that your kids were making you miserable and, and you might be like struggling with work or relationship issues or whatever the issues are. But when you come here together with a group of believers, things change. Right? That there is, there is something, there's something special about when a, when a, a gathering of believers come together, be it two people or two hundred people that the light just kind of burns more and more. We've, we've been placed here this morning for a purpose. We've been placed here as Simple Church for a purpose. Um, it's, it's for the believers. Encourage, encourage one another. Love one another. Bear each other's burdens. If you go through Scripture and you look at Jesus saying all these one another's, these are, this is how the light in our lives impacts the light in everybody else's lives. And we, and we have this opportunity to, to, to connect, to bond together. To be more. To be more. Take advantage of those opportunities when you're amongst other believers. Who here needs a word of encouragement? Who here's got a burden that it would be awesome if somebody came alongside them and said, you know, I'll walk with you. Who here needs to be served in some form or fashion? Who here can be an encourager? Who here can carry somebody else's burdens? Who here can can love the person standing next to him? We all need it, and we can all do it. This is what Christ has given us. This is, you know, hopefully the desire inside of us to, to be a part of that body. It's hard to ask. It's it's hard to ask to. To, hey, can I have some of your light? Can, 
can, can you help me out? I'll be the first to admit that, that asking for help, I am really bad at it. I'm really bad at it. I'd like to think I'm humble, but it's actually a pride issue, right? That I'm putting a bowl over your light. Don't put a bowl over your own light or somebody else's. Work together as the body. The purpose of the shiny has a significant witness to believers. It's also a witness to non-believers. So when Pastor Aaron is talking about the opportunities that we have on these, these outside events, these are great opportunities for, for us to connect with the, compu- the community as, as a congregation, you know, as, as, as simple church, as this body of believers that meets in these four walls. And those are a great, those are a great opportunity. But when you, when you go back if, and you think about where it is that you've been placed, on a daily basis, that, that odds are you've come in contact with more non-believers in your daily life than you will have at these events. And how it is that you respond to the people and the situations around you will, will allow them to see the light that is going on inside of you. Philippians. I'll throw some more scripture out here. Hold on a second. Philippians 2. Do all things without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the world of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Are we in a crooked and twisted generation? We are in the midst of it. And our call is to shine as lights in the world. This is, this is for the non-believers. These are people that do not know Christ. The more light that is in us, the more that comes out, the more opportunities we have to share that light, to make the invites either into to, to participating in what's going on in simple church or participating in what's going on in my own personal life in the group of believers that I'm hanging out with. It has a significant impact. Who here came to Christ because of what was going on on a Sunday morning? I got one. Who here came to Christ because of what was going on in somebody else's life? A single a person or a group of people? I came to Christ. I was, a, I was a, an atheist up until 1999. And I can tell you the people that had an impact in my life. A baker, Tom Farrell. A produce delivery man named Joe Tierney. A, line, uh, a prep cook, Roberto Castro. None of these guys went to the same congregation? None of them really had a whole bunch of relationship with each other? Yet, God used the light in them to place light in me. And you all have those opportunities as well. Joe, Tom, and Roberto weren't pastors. They weren't official missionaries. They didn't have any leadership titles. They were uh, a produce delivery guy, a baker, and a prep cook. That is us. That is us. 
That is us. And when it comes to, when it comes to impacting the life of non-believers, non-believers can come to a church service, and you would encourage them to do so. But this is, you know, what's going on here is primarily for us. This is our celebration. This is our time of worship. This is our time of fellowship as a, as a body of believers. And we would love for non-believers to see that as well. But understand, it's how you live, the impact that, that God has had on your life during the rest of the week, that that's what they're going to see. That's the light they're going to see. That's the light that they need to see. For an hour and a half, I can put on a good show and look like a good Christian here. Amen? The other six and a half days a week. That is the challenge. That's the difference. That's the difference. That's, that's the house. This is one house. But there's this whole world. We are the light of the world. We've been placed in so many places with so many opportunities for God to have an impact through us. Ultimately, not for our praise and glory, but for his. But for his. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Which is ultimately a witness to the Lord. Our, our, the light that shines in us is an encouragement to believers. It's a witness to non-believers, but it's also uh, worship to him. It's worship to him. This is, you know, he's... We're his masterpiece, right? We're his workmanship. He's, we're, we're the lamps. He's placed his light in us. And he's, okay, I'm putting you right here. Shine, baby, shine. Don't shine just for you. Shine for me. Show people what I've given you. Show people who I am. Show people who my son is and what he has done for them. And give praise and worship to me. When we're gathered here on, on a Sunday morning and we're and we're we're singing songs in worship, that you know the, the songs aren't towards us. They make me feel good. Some of them I can sing better than others, but they're for him. He's sitting there watching us. He's watching his light shine in us. And he takes pleasure in that, right? Yes, he does. Second Corinthians 9. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest for your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it's also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission flowing from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for this inexpressible gift. We're in Thanksgiving time, right? Who sat around the table and gave thanks to like list off the things that you're thankful for? That's for him. Each and everything that we give thanks for. The food on our table, the kids at the table, the, the, the jobs, the friends, all of the bounty that we've been given. It's thanks to him. 
And this is, this feeds into the light that's shining out. He wants to see it. Let him see it. That is the purpose of the shiny. But then there's an application of the shiny. The purpose is not necessarily the application. The purpose gives you like the, 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 the general game plan of where it's supposed to play out. But the application is something different. When it comes to, to living the life of shining, when it comes to seeing the light of Christ flow out of us and shine on into the lives of those around us, um, that can look like a variety of things. God is a creative God. He has created us all differently in extremely creative ways. And, and then there's the, the, the expectation, the hope that, that that will look different in everybody's lives. And here is where we go back to the first point. Jesus Christ is the light. That light's got to be in us. That when we look through Scripture, a lot of, a lot of Scripture and how it is that, that, we, that, we, that we move and act and respond is, is fairly general, right? That uh, there's, not, there's nothing in Scripture that says that, okay, so when you're standing in line at Kroger, and the cashier asks you if you want to give the extra 25 cents to bump it up to an even number. Jesus says yes. That, that, that's just not how, how Scripture works, right? But, but at the same time, it's, well, we're, we're supposed to sacrifice. And we're, and we're called to love. And, and so the, the more of, of Christ we have in us, the more of his word that, that we are familiar with, that is, that is in not just in, in our minds but, but, but in our hearts, then we are able to respond in ways that, oh, this is how the light's supposed to come out. And we're thinking about it, searching out the opportunities. This, this, is, this is not a massive opportunity. There was, there was a day I was at uh, Sam's, coming out of Sam's, and there was this dude who had a two-door sedan or something. It was a, this little tiny car, and he had this big refrigerator, you know, one of those, those uh, pop-can refrigerators you know, that you stick in a, a college dorm room or something. He was trying to cram that into, into his car, and there was just no way that was going to fit. And, and, and thinking, okay, you know, I'm looking for an opportunity to be a blessing. I can, I can probably bless this guy by helping him get his thing to wherever it is that it needs to go to. And, and so that's what I did. I said, uh, I can stick that in my van. I'm, I, can, I can take this to where you need to go. Hopefully you're not going to, like, Dayton. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm just going, I'm just going to pictures. Yeah, load it up, man. You know, he didn't know me from, from anybody, you know. And he pulled out in front of me, so I could have just, like, bolted with a new fridge. <laughs> And and so we went went back to his place and he unloaded it and and we and we talked for a little bit and I remember I remember before I asked him it's like okay how am I going to be a blessing I've been talking to my kids about being a blessing looking for the opportunities to be a blessing uh, that they don't have to be massive ones they can just be these little moments and and I got to tell that to this guy he he said thanks you know I I really wasn't quite sure I was going to get home I said well you know I had just been talking with my boy this morning about being a blessing to others. And 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 there you were. God gave me God gave me a, a great opportunity to to be a blessing. We talked for a couple of minutes. He gave me his card in case I ever needed some work done in my car, and and that was it. It wasn't, as far as I know, a radically life changing moment. It was it was an opportunity for me to 
to share a story with my boy for sure. It was an opportunity for me to give praise to God for, for, for opening up my eyes because, you know, who cares about the dude next to me? I got my stuff. I'm out of here. But who knows what, what God's doing in his life? You know, if he's not a believer 10 years from now, he might be, and he can look back. Like I can look back at, at my line cook, Roberto, who had been praying for me for years, and I had no clue. That maybe this little bit of light that I shone on the life of this dude with a fridge could have had some significant impact on him in the future. won't be for my praise, it'll be for his. What opportunities did you have? How is it you can, can apply the life of shiny in your life? Who in your home needs to see that shiny? I know there are people that have people in their home that need to see it. Believers and non-believers, right? Who here has people at work that, that need to see that shiny? Believers and non-believers. I know Amy's had opportunity at her work for believers and non-believers to, to shine the light of Christ. And Who here? Who here needs to see that? Who here needs to participate in that? It starts first with Christ. It starts first with Christ. You might be sitting here thinking, you know, I don't have I don't have that. I don't have that light. I've been coming here, hanging out with these people, and, and I just don't have that light. This might be an opportunity for you to, to take that light in. This morning might be the opportunity for you to say, Jesus. Father, this is, this is what I need. I need you. I need that light to be, to be in me, not just for my sake, but for those around me and for your praise and glory. That might be you. You might have the light in you right now, and you might be thinking, you know, I don't have enough. It's not overflowing out of me. When I find myself in tough situations, my first response is, ah! that it's not response to the love and grace and, and joy of Christ. Your response might be, well, you know, God, I need more of you, and I need to find some people that will walk with me to help that light burn bright inside of me. We need each other. We need each other. You, you can picture the, the life of the church like a, a, a pile of coals. There's all these charcoals that are burning together. When you got this big pile, it burns bright. You take one out and you set it aside and it goes out. On its own, it is not going to burn. We desperately need each other. We desperately need each other. And you might be saying, you know, God, I need, I need more. I need to be connecting with more people. I need, I need more significant relationships, not just like, hey, how's it going? High five, we're here. I need, I need more. And for you, the, the people that the light is just like exploding out of, direct that puppy. Find the people around you that are those people, the people that are lacking in light or the people that have no light at all. 
Pray for the opportunities to share it, to shine it, to see God move in and through you. That's, that, is what, that is what we ultimately all want. And that is ultimately how, 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 how simple church is going to have an impact on this community. That it's going to happen outside of these walls. It's going to happen with, with believers from this room and believers outside this room as we go to see the city transformed by the light of Christ. That is us. Please, don't limit your light shining to specific moments during your week. Don't walk out this door and pop the bowl on and say, okay, I'm good to go till next Sunday. Or I'm good to go to small group. Small group, you know, we'll let it shine and cover back up. Prayerfully look for those opportunities. And then give testimonies about it. Share that with each other. You may, you may hear the story of somebody else saying, this is, how, this is how God gave me the opportunity to shine my light this week. And, and you share that with someone, they'll go like, oh, well, that's a brilliant idea. I had those opportunities this week, and I totally missed them. Share that. Give praise for the opportunities that God is doing things in your life. Share that with others, because... You know, some people don't have any stories to tell. And it's in sharing those stories, giving those testimonies that you might see opportunities for other people to show up. Speak it and give praise to God. We can be and live the life of shining. As we go through this holiday season, you know, it, it tends to be a little easier because the opportunities become more available. I already hear people talking about, you know, which families can we adopt and help them take care of them? That is, that is awesome. Take advantage of the opportunities that come up this Christmas season and then continue on afterwards. Christ is needed more than just in December. I'm going to pray us out here. Um, I'm going to pray this out, and, and, and we're going to lift up the offering right now, too. Uh, the, the hosts are going to come around to, to take the offering and know that right here is an opportunity to spread that shine. You know, at the, at the moment, we don't have a, a location that highlights where this, this money goes to. You, know, you see where some of this money goes to. It's, it's this shiny, and this shiny is awesome, man. You know, uh, I'm, I'm one that doesn't usually care about how things look, but this looks pretty cool. Uh, but know that that's not where all the money goes to. You know, that, that the, the, the money that you give to Simple Church um, doesn't just stay here. It goes back out. A significant chunk of it goes back out to, to missionaries around the world. Not, we've, got, we've got missionaries in, in Somalia, Paris, Uh, what are the other foreign countries? Middle East, the West Bank, yep. Panama, Panama Thailand, Thailand, Columbus, Columbus Reynoldsburg. Reynoldsburg, Hilliard. The this is uh, as as a as a member of the body of Simple Church, we are Simple Church. As as a member who 
who donates and sacrifices what God has given us back, uh, giving it back. This goes to support the mission at hand, um, not just like around the world in the really cool locations, but, but here at home too with people that are doing God's work here. Um, take advantage of that opportunity. Prayerfully, sacrificially, take advantage of that opportunity to be a part of something that you, would not, you wouldn't necessarily be a part of. I'm not going to Somalia. Hopefully. Please don't call me to Somalia. But I can participate and, and be a, a light bearer for those in Somalia, in Paris, in Reynoldsburg, in Columbus. So, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for, I thank you for this gathering. I, I thank you for uh, the people that you've called to this part of the body. Father, I pray. Uh, I, I pray that we just don't take for granted who it is that Christ said He was, and and because of Him, who You have made us. I, I pray that I pray that that you you just allow your son to explode out of me. That you open my eyes and my heart to the opportunities around me to to shine your light, to give witness to you. That that we can see lives around us change. We can see the community around us change. We can see the world around us change. Not just for the better, but for the best. I just, uh, I give you praise, Father. For all that you've done, all that you're doing, and that you're bringing us along with you. We love you, Father. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.